Hi guys, welcome back to our podcast, Mental Unboxed. Um, it's me again, Gina. Um, I hope you guys are all doing fine, and I hope you are keeping your mental health in check. Um, today again, I have two special guests with me. Um, well, one of them you guys already know because you already heard her from our last um, episode. Um, but if you guys don't mind introducing yourselves uh, and let everybody know who you are, I don't know, just say your name and whatever, but yeah. Can one of you go first, please? Men first. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, it does feel special. Thank you so much, Gina. Um, hi, everyone out there listening. My name is Alvin Munyambawazi. Um, I am an addict, and I am basically here to talk about anything related to mental health, and uh, I'll pretty much talk about my story as well. Um, I'm sorry if I'm shaking. I'm, I'm a little bit nervous because it's, uh, it's been a while since I... I actually got this confidence to talk out there, but uh, uh, I'm glad I could. I got this chance and um, looking forward to it. Uh, thank you. Okay. Um, next. <laughs> um, my name is Fatuma Zahara. You don't need to know my son. And uh, anyway, I know. Um, why do you always tell us? Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Okay, um, my name is Fatma Zahra. I study Bachelor of Commerce at East Bach University. I'm 22 years old. Uh, I've been struggling with um, suicide issues and some mental health issues for quite a long time. Uh, and I've come to talk about it. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, she's given you all her information, guys. She's at this bad, so hope you are single. I'm joking. Anyways, um, so thank you guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for introducing yourself. I don't know how you guys are doing. How are you guys doing with the whole lockdown? Can you just like tell us like what have you guys been doing? Because how long that how long has it been? Has it been like I don't know, three weeks? Is it three weeks? What remote have you been doing this lockdown like to keep yourself busy? Um mostly uh watching movies. That's mostly oh, it. Yo, and you like watching Korean series. Oh, you, so not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not really. Yes. I want to say not don't pretend. I don't, don't deny your things. You like watching them. Okay, basically, I've been watching movies <laughs> and uh, okay. studying, I think. That's all. Okay. What about you, Alvin? Wow. Uh, I, I don't know where to start. I don't even know what to say. But, I mean, this is lockdown. I could say it has been challenging, uh, both minds. Mentally, physically, it's been tough. Basically, that's the word. 
but you know other factors considered I've, I've been trying to figure it out asking for the help i needed um for me lockdown hasn't really ended because it's been the same ever since last year like ever since the beginning of 2020 i've just been at home doing pretty much nothing uh, mm-hmm. i i tried to get a job around towards uh late October 2020. I, I didn't really work for long there until I decided to come to Uganda. Um, so I've been here for about seven months now. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, just been, it's just been disturbing, especially, you know, uh, accepting that I was an addict and I had to go to rehab and, you know, sit down and wonder like, oh, like why is this happening? But yeah, like, you know, it's it's really a long story. Other than that, uh, I, I don't know if you guys are willing to listen to it. Um, I don't know how long everyone gets to talk, but just yeah. to answer your question, it's it's been really tough. So yeah. Okay. Um you're definitely going to share your story with us. Um thank you guys. Um that sounds like a, it's not, it seems like you guys are lockdown is extremely boring um unfortunately my site i don't know how you watch movies every single day it's i know when lockdown started and at some point it was like like last year when we started i was like yeah we're gonna watch movies and you know just be in bed all day and you know whatever but i don't think i would be able to like i don't think i like i don't like watch like i like watching movies but i don't like watching all that like every single day like i don't think i'll be able to do that but anyways um we are now going to go straight into the conversation um so i'm going to start with you Alvin. so if you don't mind please share with us your story um um i know you guys uh our listeners know that this podcast is dedicated to suicide awareness and when i reached out to alvin he said he has ever been suicidal. So he's going to briefly take us, well, not briefly, but anyways, yeah, he's going to take us through his um, story and I hope you guys are ready to listen. So Alvin, whenever you're ready, you can go ahead. Yeah, once again, thank you so much, Gina, for having me on your podcast. And, uh, you know, it's I'm grateful for being able to you know put it out there and, I let everyone out there that's struggling the same issue you know that they're not alone. And hey, that um I love them. But yeah, uh again, my name is Alvin. I am 22 years old. Uh I'm from Uganda. So yeah, I I, I got a chance to go to the United States of America at the age of 18. I didn't really finish. Uh, school, um, be it high school or college or university. But yeah, um, you know, life for me was always a joke. And I like to say that because I never really took anything serious, you know. Um, so yeah, you know, I always had this mentality that, you know, things will always come my way. Like, you know, I was so narcissistic and I just, I was so full of myself. 
So yeah, um, going back to the part where I got a chance to visit the United States, I dropped out of school in senior five uh, because you know, I got I, I, I got into college um, to go study network security in computer science uh, in San Francisco, California. Um, so I didn't know anybody in America. I, I had no family and my parents didn't even know about it except for my mom because she was the one that was trying to help me leave Uganda. Um, being so, it was because I really wasn't proud of where I was from. Like I, I despised my family so much. I was like, oh my God, like, these guys don't get it. Like I have friends out there, like they're always going out, you know, and I'm just this kid that is missing out because I feel like I need to go out as well, you know, hang out with them. But not knowing that maybe they just never really wanted me to see the world. And I don't know. Um, I just like, like to think of it that way. And it was just out of protection and out of fear that you know, I would be something that maybe they weren't proud of. Um, so yeah, you know, being exposed just you know, changed my mindset. And I used to hide a lot of things from people. I was never really honest. So uh, I planned with my mom and, you know, we were like, hey, don't tell your parents, don't tell people in Uganda that you're going. So yeah, I get this chance. I'm at school one time. I run away from school. I get the visa. Everything is set. And off I go to America. Um, I left home. My dad was devastated. My brothers are like, oh my God, where's this guy going? Like, what's happening? So I basically ran away from home. Uh, so I get to America, like everything's exciting, you know, new life. Um, like it's America, I mean. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I enjoyed my time. Um, you know, I went to school. I tried as much as I could to focus. But, you know, for me, I I didn't really want to go to school I just wanted to like show everyone that I had a good life I everything was going okay everything was you know was was perfect you know? and that's what I put out there you know with the internet you can literally do anything you can you can just smile and everybody will be like oh yeah he's he's, he's okay and nobody really know what you're going through so yeah like the internet is really powerful and you can use it in any way that you want but, um, you know, long story short, uh, I got addicted to marijuana. Um, and this was in 2017. I started hanging out with people, you know, smoking every day. Um, and I can't blame them. You know, I can't blame the crowd that I hung out with. I'll only blame myself because I chose to hang out with those people. I mean, I would have... Cho chosen hung out with them and say hey I'm, I'm not smoking but you know I I wanted to try something I wanted to I, I could say maybe I was trying to fit in and you know this went on and on and it just became my lifestyle um, became hard to focus on books because my food was literally drugs um, uh, you know time it got to a point where I, I couldn't afford my rent and this one day I became homeless. I was on the streets of America with a huge suitcase. Um, uh, I had a friend that had a car. 
It was from church, the church I used to go to. Uh, these were like, they used to call themselves disciples. So like they, they wanted me to join the church and I pretty much also wanted to join because I was so contradicted when they came to me. I was like, hey, are you a Christian? I'm like, no, um, you read the Bible. I'm like, no, I, uh, I mean, yes, yes, I do read the Bible. Um, I say that out of like context because I didn't want to seem like a loser, like um, I'm scared of them with the Bible, it's not a Christian, like, huh, okay. But yeah, anyways, um, I joined the church because I had nowhere to go and they literally became my family. So yeah, I was like part of them because I needed a place to stay, not because I wanted to like be part of the church. Um, so this guy who was also part of the church like helped me keep my suitcase in his car and I started looking for places to stay. I started asking friends at school and nobody like could you know spot me, maybe like couch surf at their place. Good so hard. Until I went to like uh, a shelter where I stayed there for like two days. Um, and nobody actually knew about what was going on. Like not my family in Uganda, not in the UK. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, my mom does live in the UK. And uh, she used to just send me money because that's all she could do. Uh, but anyways, um, I'm sorry, this is kind of getting emotional, but I just hope you can okay. bear with me. Take your time. Um, yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> yeah she, you know, she did all she could. You know, to support me because uh, I want to believe that she wanted a better life for me. And did I know that? Yes. Did I make good use of it? No, I didn't. I thought it was always going to be sunshine and rainbows. Um, and so I did what I knew best. I'm showing more. Hey, um, don't get me wrong. I, that's what I did. But, um, I did it because I wanted to show that I was doing okay, I was fine, and everything was okay. And my mom is out here, you know, suffering with like her nine to five. And she's like, you know, pushing in and I'm lying to her, I'm not taking to anybody at home. And, you know, life is not going well for me. Uh, I started hoping from home to home, you know, friends places staying there, but I would still go to school. Uh, my focus wasn't really on school. My focus was more on like, you know, painting a perfect picture, like, oh, I'm okay, like, don't worry about me. And, you know, I started juggling around trying to get jobs under the table, but I wasn't really focused because the only thing that, was, that would get me going was, you know, drugs, marijuana. Um, mm -hmm. My mom still was able to, um, she, was, she was able to you know, uh, still send me money and you know, give me money for rent. And damn, like, rent was really expensive out there. But I still didn't want to work. I mean, I still had opportunities, but I threw them all away because I was just being lazy and I, I was you getting- You expected your parents to do everything. Exactly, yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, mornings passed, evenings passed. I I just didn't know what to do with my life, but to you know, get along with it. 
And so I, I met this girl. Um, I'll just keep it anonymous, but um, you know, she, she was my girlfriend in America. Uh, we, were, we were like really close. Like we were best friends for like a year until we started dating. And you know, I, I started like treating her really badly. Uh, I was like so disrespectful. I used to like abuse her. Like, um, I, all I ever wanted was like just have sex with her and all that stuff. And you know, it just became it became a lifestyle. Like I was so I, I hated myself so much that I thought I had to hate someone else so they could love me back. Um, and man, if she was listening to this right now, I, I would I would so much want to like be on my knees and apologize to her for doing all those things. But uh, anyways, uh, I hope I'll ever get that chance. And so yeah, I she 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 tried to help me out. She she was she was a really awesome person. Um, 2019 came and I, I, well, I, I used to go back home. Actually, I used to go back home to Uganda um, for the summer holidays. I used to visit. And this was all my mom. You know, she just wanted me to be happy. But I just didn't, like, use that chance very well. Uh, anyways, I, I got a place in America where I was living, like, uh, some other college students. And you know, it was fun. It was fun. Like oh, I said, getting liberty. Like, oh, like um, nobody's going to watch me. I'm like all by myself. Like nobody cares. So yeah, like the drugs just became so much. And now my mom couldn't afford to support me. I couldn't call home because I was proud. So yeah, I I started. I started hunting for jobs again. School didn't become a priority anymore uh, because I felt like I needed to grow up and start fending for myself. I'm sorry, then, can I ask a question? Did yes, you graduate? Please. Did you finish school? Like, no, I didn't. Uh, okay. Yeah, so, uh, I go didn't. ahead. So that's thanks, when you thanks. started looking for a job? Like when um, you I started looking for a job. Oh, dang, I don't even remember when I started looking for a job. Shit. Uh, I, I, I worked so many jobs, I don't even remember. I worked at this restaurant where I was being paid like $10 under the table. And um, I was working as a dishwasher. So yeah, I, I, I couldn't last there. I was like, uh, I chickened out. I was like, man, I can't handle this. Like I have school. This guy wants me to work from like 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. Like, what's this? And so, yeah, I was like, man, um, excuse me, sir. I would like to like work on my work schedule. He's like, no, I can't help you. If you can't work with us, please go. And frankly, actually, I never got paid for that job. So I, I went back. I, I went back to asking for help, yeah, my mom. Um, you know, regardless whether I would ask help from her, she would always, 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 always help me out. And I'm super grateful, I'm super grateful. But, you know, back then I wasn't. Anyways, um, time came when San Francisco got so expensive for me. And this was when I didn't graduate. I'm, I'm trying to like skip down to like, you know, different phases and parts of the story so that they don't take as much time. Mm -hmm. um, and also so I can give a chances to like, uh, chances to people so they can speak. Uh, so yeah, I, 
2019 ends, uh, I do my exams, but I knew I'd fail them, although I didn't want to tell anybody. So I didn't graduate. 2020 came. I was working on the, uh, I was working on campus as a, as a coordinator for international students. And you know, my, my exams came back, my grades, and I didn't petition for my degree. Uh, I was lucky I completed a certificate, but it wasn't really that much. I wasn't satisfied by, with what I got. Um, so I, I hit on my girlfriend. I'm like, hey, I just failed my examinations and I don't know what I'm going to do. And she's like, she's like, hey, it's your life. So I look and I'm like, what the fuck did she just say? Mm-hmm. And I got so emotional. And then I broke up with her over the phone. I was like, man, I can't do this anymore. And this is a girl who has been there for me. She has like stuck by my side. And what do I do? I break her heart. So mid-2020, my housemate, oh, no, um, before that, I, I got a job that, that, that was when Corona had started and, you know, like chasing guys off campus, like, Hey, you can't be here. So I lost a job on campus. Oh, and so I got, I got a job at Amazon. I was working there for about three months. That was uh, from, no, two months actually from April to May. So I get this job in April, start working, get so intense. I was doing the night shift from like eight to five in the morning. Um, those were three days in a row. But I was really addicted. I was really an addict. I was, I was so addicted. I started, I started, I started. Um, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Okay. Um. So yeah, I got this job. I I um I I got I got uh I got that job on Amazon. I was working there, but I wasn't really serious about it as well. I started craving going back home so I could I, I could just get high. That's all I ever wanted. And yeah, I, I started meeting friends there as well. I met this chick. She was she was a workmate there. It was raining and I was outside and I was, I was puffing on a cigarette. And she's like, Well, it's like raining, why don't you come into my car? And I was like, okay, cool. So I go into her car, I sit in, and you know, she starts asking me all these questions, like, how are you away from? And I was I was open with her. And then, you know, when it was time for, for going back, like after our break, she like offers me these pills. She's like, hey, have you ever tried this before? I'm like, no, like, what's this? She's like, well, this is ecstasy. Like, just try it. Like, you get, you get energy, like, you know, to um, work out and, you know, get all that work done in a time. So she gives them to me. She gives me one pill, I take it. And I get this energy from me. It's like, I'm numb, but my brain is like focused on just doing work. Start carrying things I never carried before. Like I get all this energy from nowhere. It was crazy. I get home. Uh, I see all this energy going. I'm like, what's going on? But anyways, that was my first. My, well, that was my first encounter with uh, ecstasy. Um, I go down to LSD. Uh, this was a drug that was given to me by one of my housemates. You know, he was like, "Have you tried this before?" I tried it before. Uh, I mean, I'd never tried it before. He gives it to me. I take it, and you know, <laughs> things are exciting. Yeah. So you know, going down to May, my housemate tells me, "Hey, I can't live here anymore. 
because you know it's corona and you know wasting money on on rent so i'm just going to move back to my parents i was like for real yeah i had nowhere to go like i couldn't go back to uganda i couldn't travel to the uk it was crazy it was hard i was just there stuck i had no family in america nothing who did i know my ex-girlfriend so i hit her up i'm like hey can i please stay with you and she's like no problem you can come in so i pack all my stuff i moved down south america this is south carolina and i started living with her um but things did not go well because i was now acting proud like you know it's like I didn't know what what was going on. Like it's like I didn't want anything to do with her, and yet I'm the one that had her. But anyway, uh, I started having these suicidal thoughts, and this is when I start drinking so much. I start smoking so much. I start, yeah, I start acting out, being proud, being arrogant to a woman who let me into a house, and yeah, uh, go to a point where. We couldn't even talk. It was it was just text messages in the house. It was crazy. It was weird. It was like we're in some dramatic movie to me. And yeah, uh, societal thoughts just became the order of the day. I tried to get a job with our landlord. Uh, he was a contractor, and so I used to go out with him and would you know work on houses and stuff like that. But, you know, I'd always just put a smile on my face to go about my day. So I don't have anything to talk about. And every night I would get back home, I would sit outside and I'd look up and I'd just ask, like, God, why me? And now I look back, I'm, I, I wonder, like, why did I ask that question? Like, was it because I was scared or tired I never really had the energy to kill myself I never I was never feeling physically harmful to myself but I always had, I always had those mental societal thoughts like man one day like what did you say to yourself like what like what what did you say in your mind what would you tell yourself like I wish I had a gun right now like pull that trigger in my head but I, I don't I, I didn't think I would ever do that like I don't even think I would pick up a gun. I need of that energy. I just have those those mental moments whereby you, you're like, man, I'm tired of this. Like, you know, it's to hell with life. Uh, I always think about ropes for some reason. Like every time I see a rope, I do it's like all deep and like check how firm it is. Like, can this thing strangle me very well? Is it okay? Things. So yeah. Um, you know, but for the most part, I I, it just all came down to regret. You're not using my chance well and feeling sorry for myself and hating others for working on their own lives and you know getting better. And it just got so depressing, like, man, I want to be part of that, but I can't because all I think about is escaping from, from that so-called pain that I put myself through, you know, not, not being able to talk about it. So, you know, my... My salvation was a cigarette, marijuana, um, alcohol. There were times whereby I couldn't afford that stuff. And so I would go to the place where I rolled. I would have rolled like the cigarettes or the marijuana. And I was start checking on the carpets for like those little, little tiny 
leafy-leafy things that had fallen out so I could just get that little high to like, you know, feel okay. Yeah, it, it became that bad. And not even my mom knew about this. And, you know, here I was, you know, telling her like everything is going well. Um, you know, so she believed me, everybody believed me and you know, life went on. But, you know, I was just only lying to myself and being unfair. Um, you know, times came when, you know, I couldn't do it anymore, uh, being arrogant to my ex-girlfriend living in the same house with her. So I decided to move to Washington, Washington State. Uh, so I picked up my stuff one day and, you know, I just moved. I had a friend there and, uh, you know, she helped me get a place to stay there. And, you know, I moved in, everything was okay. I was like, you know, it's time for me to get sober. And so, yeah, um, when I get there, I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to stay indoors because I was starting to get paranoid. It was snowing heavily. I just basically didn't want to do anything. I was like, man, I'm tired. Like, I just wish this building would fall down right now. So, yeah. Um, I started cutting people off. Said going silent on social media and you know, he was a guy who was like you know being jolly and friendly all the time down to zero I had nothing to talk about nothing to show and it depressed me because it's all I ever wanted to do it's all I ever thought was um yeah anyways uh Jenna is complaining about <laughs> so much complaining. Um, uh, I'm just going to yeah. um, we yeah. are going to take a very short break guys you know um, you guys can go and drink some water and we shall be back in a few minutes or seconds Hi guys, welcome back from that very, very short break. Um, with me is still, um, is that English? With me is still, I don't even know. <laughs> but anyways, uh, it's still, I don't know what it is, whatever. Um, <laughs> I still have Alvin and Fatima with me. Fatima hasn't gotten a chance to speak, so. Sorry guys, um, you don't really, but you had a story last time. I think she's just here as, uh, what's the word whatever but anyways um alvin if you don't mind can you just take the floor again and uh kind of wrap up your story i have a few questions for you so if you can do that please yeah um thank you so much for having me again uh well um uh, frankly, I, I mean, sorry, my, I'm sorry, my English is not that good, uh, but I don't remember where I stopped. I have a little memory loss. Um, um, you stopped when you moved to uh, Washington and 
with your friend. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah, things didn't turn out the way I wanted them to. Uh, however, I attempted to get sober on my own. And so yeah, I did this thing where I went off line for about a week. Things were hard. Like every time I would go out, like I would pass by a convenience store and I would like I would have this thing like, man, you need to smoke. Like just go buy a pack. Like you'll be fine. Like just one pack wouldn't hurt, man. You know, that pack would last like a day. So yeah, uh, October, November. I check online, I'm looking for jobs. I'm like, you know what? Let me go back to Amazon, see how things will go. So I get this job at Amazon again, and this time they want a drug test before you get the job. So that was one of the things that drove me to become sober. But before that, I uh, I, I applied for the job and like the interview was in about two weeks. Now, before those two weeks, I was like, you know what? I think I can beat this thing. So what do I do? I go buy weed pills. Um, I wanted to be, you know, experimental. I never tried weed pills before. I was like, you know what? Let me, let me, let me see how this goes. And so I, I took them. I was my, I was my friend. So I took them uh, and I started hearing voices. I started hearing voices calling me like, oh, like, man, let's, let's, let's give a round of applause to this guy. Like guys are clapping in the background. I'm like, I'm in a library, by the way. Um, so yeah, it became really sad. Uh, I started freaking out. That night, I ran into the highway. I left home and just ran, it was snowing, ran into the highway. I don't know why, but I just ran. Uh, and I freaked out, started calling people. And then I called my mom. I was like, hi, mom. I'm high right now, and I don't know what I'm doing. She's like, oh, my God, son, are you okay? Are you fine? What's going on? Can you please go back home? I'm afraid. I'm like, mom. I am high. I don't know what I've taken, but I am so high and I'm very sorry. She's like, Alvin, you're freaking me out right now. Please go back home. So I find my way home. And I, you know, I tell my friend, I'm like, hey, I'm freaking out. I don't know what's going on. She's like, calm down. Just you know, take some, some water and go to bed. His voices keep talking. And I don't know what they are. It felt like I was possessed or something, but uh, I don't know what terms to use, a possession or uh, psychosis. But either way, it happened because I was addicted. Times came, I mean, the time came when uh, I had to go for that drug test and surprisingly, I passed it. I don't know how. But uh, every morning I used to I used to try and work out, and I thought maybe because it's cold and you're you're pushing your body through like extremes, you're you're breaking down a lot of fat and your metabolism is high. So the more you eat or maybe drink something like that, maybe to like break down that fat and the marijuana in your bloodstream. Anyways, I got the job. And I worked there 
for like two days. I couldn't handle it. Voices just kept on shouting in my head. So I called my dad, I'm like, hey dad, I can't do this no more. I'm scared, I don't know what I'm doing in this country. Please get me back home. So he gets me home. This is December last year. So I opened up to him, I'm like, I'm really sorry, I got addicted to drugs and alcohol and I need to go to rehab. And he looks me in the eye and tells me, you do not need rehab, you're going to be fine. You need to read the Bible, you need to, you need to pray. And I went to bed that night, I didn't pray, I didn't read the Bible, I got scared. So I grabbed my phone, I turn it off and I throw it in the trash. And my dad comes downstairs and he's like, what are you doing? Um, I just threw my phone away because the voices told me to do so. So he sits down with me and he prays with me. And he tells me, you're going to be fine. Months pass. He said acting up, he said being proud. Um, my parents have never dealt with an addict before. So I would say I was pretty much the first one in the family to come out as an addict. Um, and I guess maybe they didn't have any way to, you know, to, to, to go around it, even though I asked for that help. Five months down the road, I was working at Hotloff, the baker, in the, in the bakery section. Um, I, I got this job because I thought I didn't deserve to like do anything that was maybe better. I was pretty much judging people and myself and oh, like this is, I deserve to work in a place like this cause um, I don't want anything out of life. I don't want to be known. I don't want to, don't want to be seen as a person who is better off or who is successful because I, I, I felt like I didn't need to be that person anymore. I didn't want to, to go out in the world and struggle and try to make a living. Or, so I was just pretty much just wasting time. I started being rude to people at home, my parents. I wasn't respectful. It just became weird. So this one time my dad you know, comes to me and tells me, hey, Alvin, can you please help me wash the car? And I was like, I'll wash it later. Like it's, it's, it's hot outside. He's like, hey, I need you to wash it right now. Like, okay, fine, I'll do it. So I do it. And when I'm done, um, they serve lunch and I come to the diner with no shirt. And he's like, Kelvin, man, that's disrespectful. Like, you can't do that. I'm like, dad, I'm hungry. I need to eat food. He's like, what? Like, it's food I need to eat. He's like, come on, Alvin. Don't be this way. So I yell at him, I'm like, why are you bothered? Why are you, why, why are you being like this? And I freak the man out. I mean, he's an old guy, like all he has done is trying to kill me in the best way that he can. What do I do? Show him my ugly side. Something I never done before because I thought I was better than him. Um, to this day, I regret what I did. And so I ended up at Butavika that night. I was there for about an, a month. I just planned out to come down. I used to 
I used to attend therapy sessions. Um, and then time came when I had to leave. Uh, I was taken to a recovery home where I am right now, actually, at the moment, as I speak. And uh, it's a place where, you know, um, recovering addicts come to learn how to, you know, gain that confidence and understanding of how to get back into the society. And this is where we have uh, NA meetings, AA meetings, and meditation with other fellow alcoholics and addicts. Uh, you get to share our stories, we get to share our thoughts about uh, other people's stories. And for the most part, we encourage ourselves. Um, and so, yeah, that's pretty much part of the story. I didn't really say or well, talk a lot and uh, talk, talk, talk about. <laughs> I'm sorry, excuse me, the whole thing, but you know, I just I just thought you know something I would put out there because uh, it's it, it's hard it's hard it's hard being being someone it's hard keeping up with expectations and life. I mean, there's some people out there who can handle it. I chose not to believe that I could, and I ended up being an addict. Um, yeah, you know, as, as, as time goes by, you learn from your mistakes, I guess. And you choose to do whatever you feel like will be better for you. I'm still learning. I'm still learning how to be honest, how to be humble, and how to, how to go along with everyone. And for the most part, maybe just be me. Yeah. So. Wow. Oh, that was a very, very deep um story i feel anyways um okay uh thank you so much for sharing the story uh i know it must have been very like what you've been through oh my god like i would have never ever known like you have been through a very very serious roller coaster in your life but I am glad to hear that, you know, you decided to get um, sober on your own because very many people don't don't ever do it on their own, you know. Sometimes they're forced to. So I'm glad to hear that, you know, you're, not, you're better right now or you're getting better right now and you're getting the mental support that you need. Um, I will ask you a few questions at the end, um, but for now I'm going to just ask, Zahara, to just um, quickly uh, or briefly share with us her side of, um, of her story. Like, can you unmute yourself and speak? Um, I'm really sorry that you had to go through all that, Alvin. I never expected you to, to go through all that. Um, anyways, uh, my story, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still hung up on. Okay, um, first of all, I was sexually abused at the age of six before I, actually go to go in P1 or whatever. It was the day I was supposed to go to P1. 
and uh, that day I was abused. Um, I I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell anyone, but okay. To sum it all up, to be brief, because I think the time is um, first. So this is so hard. Um, I grew time. up. I grew up um, thinking that I was. I'm, I'm. I'm still growing up. Okay, but I'm an adult or whatever. But I grew up thinking I was the problem. I. It was my fault that I was abused. It's my fault that I. 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 I look the way I look because I'm a plus size girl. Um. I. I. I used to think. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I used to think I was the problem to everything that's, <sighs> I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, it's okay. Take first breath in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Breathe <laughs> out. Just, you can meet yourself. Okay. Okay. No, I already read Okay. Go okay. ahead. I reach, okay. My primary life was not that hard. To be honest, okay, yeah, I faced a lot, some bullies, but it wasn't hard. But then I reached high school. I became a total maniac. I, 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 I wouldn't. I didn't think I would say this on air, but you know what? Fuck it, I might say it. Um, there reached a time when I had a mental. I I think it's a mental thing whereby I thought demons were possessing me and that freaked out most of my friends I lost a lot of friends that was um form one yeah it was form one I lost a lot of friends and I don't know what was wrong with me but that's that's what that's the state I was in I I I I, I had a lot going on in my mind and I started having episode whereby um, I'm collapsing, um, getting possessed by hormones and all that stuff. It was really stupid. Um, but uh, I got help. I'm sorry. I got help um, in my form too. I don't know how I passed from, from one, but I passed from one and I went for, but I was not going to pass it. Anyways, um, I got help. How did I get help? A friend of mine, I, I, I think we're not supposed to say names. I'm not sure. But a friend of mine. Yeah, I don't say their name. We, we don't say names? Yeah, don't say their name. Okay. She was, and she was, she was with me in uh, primary. She brought her dad. She brought her dad to our home and he, he prayed for us. Um, he, he introduced me to going to Watoto. Actually, I stay near Watoto, but I've, I used to never even care about going to that church. But um, they introduced me and I got better, yeah? So from two, from three, from four, I'm fine. I go to, I go to um, no, from four. I'm sorry if I'm taking a lot of time. <laughs> Anyways, Don't, um, <laughs> no, take your time. You have, okay. you have a lot of time. Take your from time. Four. Home for came. Home for came. Um, 
I won't say that I was serious. I was never serious. I never liked studying. I hated studying. My friends used to tell me to go and study with them. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, ah, no, I'll just pass. Because I was used to studying at the last hour. And then magically, I do not know how I used to pass, but I passed. And I'm not a smart person that my friends will tell you. Um, then I also know. it reached... <laughs> what? <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so um, it reached form four, and uh, it's third term. That's when we do our unit exams and stuff. Uh, that's when I started becoming serious. Results came out, and I was not. I didn't do well. I didn't do well. Remember, I was in a school whereby if your grades are low, they will not take you back in in what? In um just in aha, exactly. And the combination I wanted was not aligning with my grades. So I'm like, you know what? I'm doomed. So results come out. Uh you know all those relatives that don't even contribute to your education come at home. Hey, what did she you get? You get you understand what I'm saying? Mm. And uh they opened the, the, the message <laughs> and I got shocking results. <laughs> shocking results that I, I, I first... The, oh, you passed? Was, I did not pass. I obviously... Oh, <laughs> I didn't. Um, I sat down and I started crying. I was expecting my, my, my mom to freak out and all that stuff. Then she tells me it's okay. This is what you, this is what you initiated. But you know that you're not going to what? You're not going to go back to the school you are in. Uh, so I'm like, okay, fine. She tells me what you, what, what combination do you want to do? And I'm like, I want to do this and this and this and this. And she's like, okay, fine. But you're going to another school. I'm like, which school? <laughs> and she tells me some school that I'm so... <laughs> Just say okay, school which you went to. <laughs> okay, it's not a bad school, but compared compared to where I was, and compared to where I was, it was it was Kawempe Muslim Secondary School. Mm-hmm. To compare to where I was, and it was really hard. It it broke my heart. So I'm like, you can't take me to that school. She's like, you're going to that school. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. I go to that school. Um, I feel like an outcast, honestly. Remember, I am a, I'm very tall, uh, big. So I go to the school, I see boys. I'm very, I was very scared of boys, very scared. In that even when I was still back in my, from high school, Nerissusa, when boys could come at school, I would hide. <laughs> I, I, that's how much I feared. I feared boys. So I reached, I, I, I got to the school and uh, well, I think they had never seen Pardon? Yeah. Who is talking to you? Are you talking to us? <laughs> I'm sorry. I think okay. they had never seen I think they had never seen I think they had never seen at all uh, they, had, they were just pretending. Oh no, 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 no. 
it was really hard for me because they called me all sorts of names. I'm very sorry if you guys are hearing this. I know you're going to hear this. You might contact the guys in podcast. But this is how I felt. They they called me all sorts of names. A girl, a giant. Okay, I'm I'm so sorry for laughing. Yeah, I just. <laughs> Oh, why would they call you an egg roll? Like because egg roll because you are always at that canteen buying egg rolls. That's why. No, it was one one time I bought two egg rolls, and one this one girl comes and tells everyone, "Oh my God, Fatuma has bought five egg rolls," and I'm like, "No." (laughs) So they started telling boys, "Oh, that girl, it's five egg rolls." So I used to feel so bad. So they call me Hajjad Giant. Even the school nurse calls me Hajjad Giant. I'm like, what the fuck? Anyways, I used to fear entering class. I could skip classes because I don't want boys to look at me. It was so horrible. So that cost me because I used to not copy notes. I used to skip classes. Uh, And it, it was so, I was so, I don't know. I used to skip classes and go to the canteen and start eating instead of living mm-hmm. growing more fast. So and the woman would give you food when she knows yeah, that she class is going she on. Knew me, she knew my name. Mm-hmm. Like, you want more? Ah, she used to even give me for free sometimes. Mm-mm. Anyways, um so until I got used to a school, phone six comes. So they start checking for notes. I have no notes. I don't attend classes. All I do is just have fun and all that stuff. Um, so <laughs> it reached a time. I, I, I won't lie. My, my years at that school was, was sorry, wow. Really, I got to know what true friends are. Not that you guys are not my true friends. I'm like, I like at that point in my life because they were really good friends. I used to fall sick. Uh, because of my asthma stuff, and they could sacrifice their lessons and everything to be there for me. They could carry me. Do you know how much I weigh? Like those kids could carry me and all that stuff. But um, I was not serious. I had given up on my education. I was like, fuck it. If I'm always getting sick, why why should I read them stuff? So um, UNEB comes. I fall sick. I start. I was writing my UNEB um, on a mattress. I was on a drip on a mattress. My whole form six UNEB. So I go for VAP. Um, we wait for results. And my results were not good <laughs> at all. At all. Like at all. And I'm, I'm like, what am I going to do? So I'm like, I, I, I start reminiscing everything. Um, since I, I reminisce everything that has been going on in my life, and uh, I'm like, what? I'm like, fuck it. I am like, fuck it. You know what? I'm done with life. So I get a full bottle of, uh, I don't remember the syrup name. Syrup? I, yeah, it was a syrup. It was a is syrup. It pancakes or just syrup? What is syrup? Is I, it? Syrup, like a medicine, syrup. Oh, medicine. oh sorry. I, I yeah. 
Okay. So I, I drank it. I'm like, no, this is not enough. So I take like, uh, I don't know. I don't remember that the number, but it was like, uh, there were a lot of pills. was Panadol. I take them. I take them and I don't know what happened. I just woke up, but I was not in the hospital. I woke up with an angry face in my in in, in my face. My mom. Mm-hmm. An angry face in your face. <laughs> you, you know what I mean. You know what yeah. I mean. Uh-huh. So, so she tells me, is this what you're going to do? What what, what, what? So I'm like, I, I I'm I'm tired. So I get a knife, I try cutting myself. But it was just a scratch. I could, I didn't have the balls to cut myself. That's the truth. I, I didn't. So I, 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 I was so, it was so hard for me, but I, she tried to be there for me. She didn't scold me. She, 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 she understood that I was sick at that time. So she, she didn't scold me, but I feel, I felt bad because, you know, when results come out, your friends, eh, Zara, what have you got? Zara, Zara. So I switched off my phone. And obviously if you switch off your phone, everyone knows you failed, right? Yeah. So anyways, um, people go to uni 2018, right? Uh, and I'm still home. <clears throat> I'm still home. That was like a gap year for me because I never went to uni in 2018. And I was looking at other options, uh, options like, um, <clears throat> like going to, uh, going abroad or something. But things came up with that. So, so it made me get so depressed because you could see people posting about uni, memes about uni, and you're like, I can't relate. I can't even react. People could ask me, which uni are you? And I'm, I'm, I'm just lying. I'm, I'm lying to them. Oh, I'm at MOOC. I'm at MOOCs. Uh, I'm working. I was lying. So 2019 comes. Uh, the abroad stuff fail because the person, the person, the person was whatever for my abroad stuff actually just stole our money, so <laughs> it failed. So that whole from twenty eighteen to twenty nineteen September, I was home. Um, I felt so hot. I, I was so depressed. I was so, so depressed. I, I hated myself. I wanted, there's a time I was at the rooftop and I wanted to fall down. But I couldn't obviously jump, but I wanted to jump. There's a time I was walking in the middle of the road. I have road phobia, but that, at that time I never, I never cared. I just wanted a car to knock me. And it almost did, but it didn't. <clears throat> I was in a very bad situation. You go to social media and you see someone posting, they're having fun and you're just at home doing nothing, lying to people that you're somewhere that you're not. It was really hard for me. So yeah, I started um, uni in 2019, October. Yeah, that's when I started uni. So my close friends got to know about, got to know about 
what I went through and he's tried to be there for me. And uh, yeah, I've had my experiences too in uni, but I think it's almost time. So I, I can't say everything. But yeah, that was my, my journey. That story. Uh-huh. Guys, I, I, I don't know how you managed to be out of, and especially you, you're always at home. So like, I feel like school is kind of your, is your what? What's the word? Like, you feel yeah. like, yeah, uh-huh, that's the word. Um, it's your refuge because mm-hmm. you don't really get to go out. Um, yeah. But honestly, man, I don't even know if it was me. Mm. I don't know what I would have done. Honestly, being at home for one full year, that must have been tough. But um, guys, we've over, we've over, we've over been on this thing. Um, hopefully, people get to this part of the podcast. Um, I have a few questions. My fault. I'm sorry for taking. It. No, it's not your fault. Don't worry. Hey, um, Fatima, thank you so much for sharing. I'm really sorry about what you went through on this. I, uh, I hope things can get better in time. I mean, I'm sorry, I don't know where it was to say, but I just thought I'd let you know. We can. Love you. Thank you. I love you too. I'll take your love away. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I want us to answer a few questions. Um, before we close uh, this whole entire conversation, um, you go, I want to just say something when you're talking. I remember when you were in senior one, I used to, I was, when I was also in senior one, my cousin, who's not going to listen to this, obviously, oh my God, she used to tell me, she's like, oh, that girl, your friend, she used to get like possessed and all that stuff. Like, you know how school can travel from, I mean, sorry, news can travel from one school to another, like, people literally used to speak about you all the time. Like, even when I was in, in senior five, I have another <laughs> friend who I, who like told me about you. I've, I've told you this before, um, but yeah. yeah. But anyways, they did not know what you were going through. Like, because again, people in Uganda are not very educated. Uh, even me, myself, I'm telling you, if it was me, mm. I tell you, you know me, <laughs> I would have been one of those people who are like, oh my God, what's wrong? What's happening is this girl? Like, that's very creepy, you know? But sometimes I don't blame people because they are not very educated or they have not seen certain things. And again, for like Alvin, his parents, his dad told him, you know, let's sit down, let's pray, because that's the only thing he knew, um, knew about, or that's the only thing he thought was the best option for you. He didn't think rehab was a good place, but um, I think you can say that rehab is maybe or the mental support you have gotten from Botabika and the home where you are is helping you. Um, but if you don't mind, um, in like one minute, <laughs> can you just tell us what like type of like just quickly just explain the type of mental support you're getting are you speaking to a counselor or it's just the it's just the group therapy sessions oh yeah um thank you again uh yes 
for the most part, um, it's it's not just the therapy, but the mental health that I'm getting is, you know, that feeling of being around other people that might have been through something that you have been through. And, you know, just having that sense of encouragement from them, and knowing that, like I said in the beginning, you're not alone. And me knowing I'm not alone, it kind of encourages me to like know that I don't have to, I don't have to like feel like uh, I'm, I'm alone now or, you know, I'm a loser. Like these things happen. And yeah, I, I, do, I do speak to a therapist. Uh, she's actually a really good person. Uh, we, we go through like some book that we read that's related to, you know, having all these questions, like, you know, uh, in terms of family and addiction and privacy, you know, your day-to-day life things that people always have questions to. And also for the most part, uh, you know, when, when I, when I was, when I was abroad, I, I kind of, my, my relationship with God kind of drifted away. And so I just started, you know, gaining back that sense of knowing that I was given a second chance and, you know, there's no other person than a higher power I have to believe in. And that's what I choose to believe in, but, you know, uh, yeah. Um, also, I've been, I've been trying to do like, uh, I've, been, I've been trying to, what's the word? Um, challenge myself to do other things. Like for instance, talking right now, you know, about myself and putting my story out there, uh, working out, um, uh, cooking, those, those little things that matter, you know, just to like keep yourself busy in, you know, in this time of social distancing. So yeah, uh, that's pretty much about it for me. Um, yeah, thanks for listening.
Hi guys, welcome back from that very, very short break. Um, with me is still, um, is that English? With me is still, I don't even know. <laughs> but anyways, uh, it's still, I don't know what it is, whatever. Um, <laughs> I still have Alvin and Fatima with me. Fatima hasn't gotten a chance to speak, so. Sorry guys, um, you don't really, but you had a story last time. I think she's just here as, uh, what's the word? Whatever, but anyways. Um, Alvin, if you don't mind, can you just take the floor again and uh, kind of wrap up your story? I have a few questions for you. So if you can do that, please. Yeah, um, thank you so much for having me again. Uh, oh, uh, uh, frankly, I, I mean, sorry, my, I'm sorry, my English is not that good. Uh, but I don't remember where I stopped. I have a little memory loss. Um, um you stopped when you moved to uh, Washington and. With your oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Uh, yeah. Things didn't turn out the way I wanted them to. Uh, however, I I tended to get sober on my own, and so yeah, I did this thing where I went off blind for about a week. Things were hard. Like every time I would go out, like I would pass by a convenience store, and I would like I would have this thing like, man, you need to smoke. Like just go buy a pack. Like you'll be fine. Just one pack wouldn't hurt, man. You know, that pack would last like a day. So yeah, uh, October, November. I check online. I'm looking for jobs. I'm like, you know what? Let me go back to Amazon. Sell things will go. So I get this job at Amazon again, and this time they want a drug test before you get the job. So that was one of the things that drove me to become sober. But before that, I, uh, I, I applied for a job and like the interview was in about two weeks. Now, before those two weeks, I was like, you know what? I think I can beat this thing. So what do I do? I go buy weed pills. Um, I wanted to be, you know, experimental you know i tried with build before i was like you know what let me let me let me see how this goes and so i i took them i was my i was my friend so i took them uh and i started hearing voices I started hearing voices calling me like oh like, man let's, let's let's give a round of applause to this guy like guys are clapping in the background i'm like i'm in a library by the way um so yeah, it became really sad. Uh, started freaking out. That night, I ran into the highway. I left home and just ran. It was snowing. Ran into the highway. I don't know why, but I just ran. Uh, and I, I freaked out. Started calling people. And then I called my mom. I was like, hi, mom. I'm high right now. And I don't know what I'm doing. She's like, oh my God, son, are you okay? Are you fine? What's going on? Can you please go back home? I'm afraid. I'm like, mom, I am high. I don't know what I've taken, but I am so high and I'm very sorry. 
She's like, Alvin, you're freaking me out right now. Please go back home. So I find my way home. And I, you know, I tell my friend, I'm like, hey, I'm freaking out. I don't know what's going on. She's like, calm down. Just you know, take some, some water and go to bed. His voices keep talking. And I don't know what they are. It felt like I was possessed or something, but uh, I don't know what terms to use, a possession or uh, psychosis. But either way, it happened because I was addicted. Times came, I mean, the time came when uh, I had to go for that drug test and surprisingly, I passed it. I don't know how. But uh, every morning I used to I used to try and work out, and I thought maybe because it's cold and you're you're pushing your body through like extremes, you're breaking down a lot of fat and your metabolism is high. So the more you eat or maybe drink something like that, maybe to like break down that fat and the marijuana in your bloodstream. Anyways, I got the job and I worked there for like two days. I couldn't handle it. Voices just kept on shouting in my head. So I call my dad, I'm like, hey dad, I can't do this no more. I'm scared, I don't know what I'm doing in this country. Please get me back home. So he gets me home. This is December last year. So I opened up to him, I'm like, I'm really sorry, I got addicted to drugs and alcohol and I need to go to rehab. And he looks me in the eye and tells me, you do not need rehab. You're going to be fine. You need to read the Bible. You need to you, you need to pray. And I went to bed that night. I didn't pray. I didn't read the Bible. I got scared. So I grabbed my phone. I turned it off and I threw it in the trash. And my dad comes downstairs and he's like, "What are you doing?" Um. I just threw my phone away because the voices told me to do so. So he sits down with me and he prays with me. And he tells me, you're going to be fine. Months pass. He said acting up, he said being proud. Um, my parents have never dealt with an addict before. So I could say I was pretty much the first one in the family to come out as an addict. Um, and I guess maybe they didn't have any way to, you know, to, to, to go around it, even though I asked for that help. Five months down the road, I was working at Hotloff, the baker, in the, in the bakery section. Um, I, I got this job because I thought I didn't deserve to like do anything that was maybe better. I was pretty much judging people and myself and oh, like this is, I deserve to work in a place like this cause um, I don't want anything out of life. I don't want to be known. I don't want to not to be seen as a person who is better off or who is successful. Because I I, I felt like I didn't need to be that person anymore. I didn't want to to go out in the world and struggle and try to make a living or so I was just pretty much just wasting time. I started being rude to people at home, my parents. I wasn't respectful. It just became weird. So this one time, my dad, you know, comes to me and tells me, hey, Alvin, can you please help me wash the car? 
And I was like, I'll watch it later. Like it's 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 hot outside. He's like, hey, I need you to wash it right now. Like, okay, fine, I'll do it. So I do it. And when I'm done, um, they serve lunch and I come to the diner with no shirt. And he's like, Kelvin, man, that's disrespectful. Like, you can't do that. I'm like, Dad, I'm hungry. I need to eat food. He's like, what? Like, it's food I need to eat. He's like, come on, Alvin. Don't be this way. So I yell at him. I'm like, why are you bothered? Why are you, why, why are you being like this? And I freak the man out. I mean, he's an old guy. Like, all he has done is try and take care of me in the best way that he can. What do I do? Show you my ugly side. Something I never done before because I thought I was better than him. Um, so this day I regret what I did. And so I ended up at Butavika that night. I was there for about an, a month. And I just planned out to come down. I used to, I used to attend therapy sessions. Um, and then time came when I had to leave. Uh, I was taken to a recovery home where I am right now, actually, at the moment, as I speak. And uh, it's a place where, you know, um, recovering addicts come to learn how to, you know, gain that confidence and understanding of how to get back into society. And this is where we have uh, NA meetings, AA meetings, and meditation with other fellow alcoholics and addicts. We get to share our stories, we get to share our thoughts about uh, other people's stories. And for the most part, we encourage ourselves. Um, And so, yeah, that's pretty much part of the story. I didn't really say or talk a lot and talk 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 about <laughs> sorry excuse me the whole thing but you know i just I just thought you know something i would put out there because uh, it's it, it's hard it's hard it's hard being being someone it's hard keeping up with expectations and life i mean there's some people out there who can handle it I chose not to believe that I could, and I ended up being an addict. Um, but yeah, you know, as, as, as time goes by, you learn from your mistakes, I guess. And you choose to do whatever you feel like will be better for you. I'm still learning, I'm still learning how to be honest, how to be humble, and how to, how to go along with everyone. And for the most part, maybe just be me. Yeah. So. Wow. Oh, that was a very, very deep um, story, I feel. Anyways, um, okay. Uh, thank you so much for sharing the story. Uh, I know it must have been very, t- like, what you've been through. Oh, my God. Like. <laughs> I would have never ever known like you have been through a very, very serious roller coaster in your life. But I am glad to hear that you know you decided to get um, sober on your own because very many people don't don't ever do it on their own. You know, sometimes they're forced to. So I'm glad to hear that you know you're not, you're better right now or you're getting better right now and you 
getting the mental support that you need. Um, I will ask you a few questions at the end, um, but for now, I'm going to just ask Zahara to just um, quickly uh, or briefly share with us her side of, um, of her story. Like, can you unmute yourself and speak? Um, I'm really sorry that you had to go through all that, Alvin. I never expected you to to go through all that. Um, anyways, uh, my story. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still hung up on. Okay. Um, first of all, I was sexually abused at the age of six before I actually go to go in P1 or whatever. It was the day I was supposed to go to P1. And uh, that day I was abused. Um, I, I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell anyone, but okay. To sum it all up, to be brief, because I think the time is um, first. So this is so hard. Um, I grew time. up. I grew up um, thinking that I was. I'm, I'm. I'm still growing up. Okay, but I'm an adult or whatever. But I grew up thinking I was the problem. I. It was my fault that I was abused. It's my fault that I. 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 I look the way I look because I'm a plus size girl. Um, I, I, I used to think, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I used to think I was the problem to everything that's, <laughs> I'm really sorry, I'm so sorry. Um, okay, take first breathe in, breathe out, just, you can meet yourself. Okay. And... okay. No, I already Okay, go ahead. I reach, okay, my primary life was not that hard, to be honest. Okay, yeah, I faced a lot, some bullies, but it wasn't hard. But then I reached high school. I became a total maniac. I, 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 I wouldn't, I didn't think I would say this on there, but you know what, fuck it, I'm going to say it. Um, there reached a time when I had a mental, I, I think it's a mental thing whereby I thought demons were possessing me and that freaked out most of my friends. I lost a lot of friends. That was um, form one. Yeah, it was form one. I lost a lot of friends and I don't know what was wrong with me, but that's, that's what, that's the state I was in. I, 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 I I had a lot going on in my mind and I started having episodes whereby um, I'm collapsing, um, getting possessed by demons and all that stuff. It was really stupid. Um, but uh, I got help. I'm sorry, I got help. Um, 
in my form too. I don't know how I passed from form one, but I passed from one and I went for, but I was not going to pass it. Anyways, um, I got help. How did I get help? A friend of mine, I I, I think we're not supposed to say names. I'm not sure, but a friend of mine. Yeah, I don't say their name. We, we don't say names? Yeah, don't say their name. Okay. She was, and she was, she was with me in um, primary. She uh, brought her dad, she brought her dad to our home and he, he prayed for us. Um, he, he introduced me to going to Watoto. Actually, I stay near Watoto, but I, I used to never even care about going to that church. But um, they introduced me and I got better. Yeah. So from two, from three, from four, I'm fine. I go to, I go to, um, no, from four. I'm sorry if I'm taking a little time. <laughs> Anyways, Don't um, <laughs> No, take your time. You have, okay. you have a lot of time. Take your from time. Come for came. Come for came. Um, I won't say that I was serious. I was never serious. I never liked studying. I hated studying. My friends used to tell me to go and study with them. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, ah, no, I'll just pass. Because I was used to studying at the last hour. And then magically, I do not know how I used to pass that I passed. And I'm not a smart person that my friends will tell you. Um, then I also know. it reached. <laughs> what? <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, um, so um, it reached form four, and uh, it's third term. That's when we do our unit exams and stuff. Uh, that's when I started becoming serious. Results came out, and I was not. I didn't do well. I didn't do well. Remember, I was in a school whereby, if your grades are low, they will not take you back in. In what? in um just in aha uh-huh, exactly and the combination i wanted was not aligning with my grades so i'm like you know what i'm doomed so results come out uh you know all those relatives that don't even contribute to your education come at home hey what did she you get you, get, you understand what i'm saying mm. and uh they opened the, the, the message <laughs> and I got shocking results. <laughs> shocking results that I, I, I passed. The Are you passed? I did not pass. I obviously. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Um, I sat down and I started crying. I was expecting my, my, my mom to freak out and all that stuff. Then she tells me it's okay. This is what you, this is what you initiated. But you know that you're not going to what? You're not going to go back to the school you are in. Uh, so I'm like, okay, fine. She tells me what you, what, what combination do you want to do? And I'm like, I want to do this and this and this and this. And she's like, okay, fine. But you're going to another school. I'm like, which school? <laughs> and she tells me some school that I'm so... <laughs> Just say your school which you went to. <laughs> okay, it's not a bad school, but compared compared to where I was, and compared to where I was, it was it was Kawempe Muslim Secondary School. Mm-hmm. To compare to where I was, and it was really hard. It, it broke my heart. 
So I'm like, you can't take me to that school. She's like, you're going to that school. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. I go to that school. Um, I feel like an outcast, honestly. Remember, I am a, I'm very tall, uh, big. So I go to the school, I see boys. I'm very, I was very scared of boys, very scared. In that even when I was still back in my, from high school, Nervisosa, when boys could come at school, I would hide. <laughs> I, I, that's how much I feared, I feared boys. So I reached, I, I, I got to the school and, uh, well, I think they had never seen, pardon? Yeah. Who is talking to you? Are you talking to us? <laughs> I think they have never seen. I think they have never seen at all. Uh, they, had, they were just pretending. No, 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 no. <laughs> it was really hard for me because they called me all sorts of things. I'm very sorry if you guys are hearing this. I know you're going to hear this. In my contact against the podcast, but this is how I felt. They they called me all sorts of names, a girl, a Okay, I'm I'm so sorry for laughing. There. I just <laughs> oh, why would they call you an egg roll? Like because egg roll because you were always at that canteen buying egg rolls. That's why. No, it was one. <laughs> it was one time. I bought two egg rolls and one this one girl came, comes and tells everyone, oh my God, Fatuma has bought five egg rolls. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and then, so they started telling boys, oh, that girl, it's five egg rolls. So I used to feel so bad. Mm-hmm. So they call me Hadja Giant. Even the school nurse calls me Hadja Giant. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Anyways, I used to fear entering class. I could skip classes because I don't want boys to look at me. It was so horrible. So that cost me because I used to not copy notes. I used to skip classes. Uh, And it it was so, I was so, I don't know. I used to skip classes and go to the canteen and start eating. Instead, I'm leaving, growing more fast. So, and the woman would give you food when she knows yeah, that food. class is going she on. Knew, she knew my name. Uh-huh. Like, oh, you want more? Ah, she used to even give me for free sometimes. Anyways, um, so until I got used to a school, form six comes. So they start checking for notes. I have no notes. I don't attend classes. All I do is just have fun and all that stuff. Um, so... <laughs> It reached a time. I, I, I won't lie. My, my years at that school was, was sorry, wow, really. I got to know what true friends are. Not that you guys are not my true friends. I'm like, I like at that point in my life, because they were really good friends. I used to fall sick uh, because of my asthma stuff. And they could sacrifice their lessons and everything to be there for me they could carry me do you know how much I weigh but those kids could carry me and all that stuff but um I was not serious I had given up on my education I was like fuck it if I'm always getting sick why why should I read and stuff so um 
UNEP comes, I fall sick. I start, I was writing my UNEP um, on a mattress. I was on a drip on a mattress, my whole form six UNEP. So I go for VAC. Um, we wait for results. And my results were not good <laughs> at all, at all, like at all. And I'm, I'm like, what am I going to do? So I'm like, I, I, I start reminiscing everything. Um, since I, I, remini I reminisce everything that has been going on in my life. And uh, I'm like, what? I'm like, fuck it. I am like, fuck it. You know what? I'm done with life. So I get a full bottle of, uh, I don't remember the syrup name. Syrup? I, yeah, it was a syrup. It was a is syrup. It pancakes or just syrup? What syrup is it? Syrup, like a medicine, syrup. Oh, medicine. oh sorry. I, I yeah. Okay. So I, I drank it. I'm like, no, this is not enough. So I take like... I don't know, I don't even remember that the number, but it was like, uh, there were a lot of pills, it was Panadol. I take them. I take them and I don't know what happened. I just woke up, but I was not in the hospital. I woke up with an angry face in my, in, in, in my face, my mom. Huh? An angry face in your face. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean, you know what yeah. I mean. Uh -huh. So, so she tells me, "Is this what you're going to do? What, 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 what?" So I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm tired. So I get a knife. I try cutting myself, but it was just a scratch. I, I didn't have the balls to cut myself. That's the truth. I, I didn't. So I, 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 I was so. It was so hard for me, but I. She tried to be there for me. She didn't scold me. She 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 understood that I was sick at that time. So she she didn't scold me, but I feel I felt bad because you know when results come out, your friends, eh, Zara, what have you got? Zara, Zara. So I switched off my phone. And obviously, if you switch off your phone, everyone knows you failed, right? Yeah. So, anyways, um people go to uni 2018, right? Uh, and I'm still home. I'm still home. That was like a gap year for me because I never went to uni in 2018. And I was looking at other options, uh, options like um, <clears throat> like going to, uh, going abroad or something. But things came up with that. So, so it made me get so depressed because you could see people posting about uni, memes about uni, and you're like, I can't relate. I can't even react. People could ask me, which uni are you? And I'm, I'm, I'm just lying. I'm, I'm lying to them. Oh, I'm at MOOC. I'm at MOOCs. Uh, I'm working. I was lying. So 2019 comes. Uh, the abroad stuff fail because the person, the person, the person was whatever for my abroad stuff actually just stole our money. So <laughs> it failed. So that whole, from 2018 to 2019, September, I was home. Um, 
I felt so hurt. I I was so depressed. I was so so depressed. I I hated myself. I wanted. There's a time. I was at the rooftop, and I wanted to fall down. But I couldn't obviously jump. But I wanted to jump. There's a time I was walking in the middle of the road. I have road phobia, but that at that time I never I never cared. I just wanted a car to knock me, and it almost did, but it didn't. <clears throat> I was in a very bad situation. You go to social media and you see someone posting, they're having fun, and you're just at home doing nothing, lying to people that you're somewhere that you're not. It was really hard for me. So, yeah, I started um, uni in 2019, October. Yeah, that's when I started uni. So my close friends got to know about, got to know about what I went through and they tried to be there for me. And uh, yeah, I've had my experiences during uni, but I think it's almost time, so I, I can't say everything. But yeah, that was my my journey. A story. Uh, guys, and I, I don't know how you managed to be out of and especially you, you're always at home. So like, I feel like school is kind of your, is your what? What's the word? Like, you feel yeah. like, yeah, uh-huh, that's the word. Um, it's your refuge because you don't really get to go out. Um, yeah. But honestly, man, I don't even know if it was me. Mm. I don't know what I would have done. Honestly, being at home for one full year, that must have been tough, but um, guys, we've over, we've over, we've over been on this thing. Um, hopefully, people get to this part of the podcast. Um, I have a few questions. My fault. I'm sorry for taking. No, it's not your fault. Don't worry. Hey, um, uh, Fatima, thank you so have... much for sharing. Sorry. I'm really sorry about what you went through. Um, I hope things can get better in time. I mean, I'm sorry, I don't know the right words to say, but I just thought I'd let you know. We can. Love you. Thank you. I love you too. Uh, take your love away. Anyway. <laughs> 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 um, uh, I want us to answer a few questions um, before we close uh, this whole entire conversation. Um, you go, I want you to say something when you're talking. I remember when you're in senior one, I used to, I was, when I was also in senior one, my cousin, who's not going to listen to this, obviously, oh my God, she used to tell me, she's like, oh, that girl, your friend, she used to get like possessed and all that stuff. Like, you know how school can travel from, I mean, sorry, news can travel from one school to another. Like people literally used to speak about you all the time. Like even when I was in, in senior five, I have another friend who I who like told me about you. I've, I've told you this before, um, but yeah. yeah. But anyways, they did not know what you were going through, like because again, people in Uganda are not very educated. Uh, even me myself, I'm telling you, if it was me, 
I tell you, you know me, <laughs> I would have been one of those people who were like, oh my God, what's wrong? What's happening is this girl? Like, that's very creepy, you know? But sometimes I don't blame people because they are not very educated or they have not seen certain things. And again, for like Alvin, his parents, his dad told him, you know, let's sit down, let's pray, because that's the only thing he knew um, knew about, or that's the only thing he thought was the best option for you. He didn't think rehab was a good place, but um, I think you can say that rehab is maybe, or the mental support you have gotten from Botavika and the home where you are is helping you. Um, but if you don't mind, um, in like one minute, <laughs> can you just tell us what like type of like just quickly just explain the type of mental support you're getting? Are you speaking to a counselor, or it's just the it's just the group therapy sessions? Oh yeah, um, thank you again. Uh, yes, for the most part, um. It's, it's not just the therapy, but the mental health that I'm getting is, you know, that feeling of being around other people that might have been through something that you have been through. And, you know, just having that sense of encouragement from you, you know, knowing that, like I said in the beginning, you're not alone. And me knowing I'm not alone, it kind of encourages me to, like, you know, that I don't have to, I don't have to, like, feel like uh, I'm, I'm alone now or, you know, I'm a loser, like these things happen. And yeah, I, I do I do speak to a therapist. Uh, she's actually a really good person. Uh, we, we go through like some book that we read that's related to, you know, having all these questions, like, you know, uh, in terms of family and addiction and privacy. You know, your day-to-day life things that people always have questions to. And also for the most part, um, you know, when, when I when I was when I was abroad, I, I kind of, my, my relationship with God kind of drifted away. And so I just started, you know, gaining back that sense of knowing that I was given a second chance and you know, there's no other person than a higher power I have to believe in. And that's what I choose to believe in. But you know, uh yeah. Um, also, I've been I've been trying to do like uh, I've been I've been trying to what's the word um, challenge myself to do other things like for instance talking right now you know about myself and putting my story out there uh, working out um, uh, cooking those those little things that matter you know just to like keep yourself busy in, you know, in this time of social distancing so yeah uh, that's pretty much about it for me um yeah thanks for listening okay um so Fatuma, if you don't mind telling us what kind of mental health support did you get like did you reach out to anyone did you speak to Anyone about what was going on in your life? Okay, um, like I said in my last session, it was mostly about devoting yourself to God and having the right people to talk to. But also, these things never leave you. You can't just cure from depression and, and all this stuff. 
just like that. Whenever I get some, like to that point, I actually have um, a person I talked to, someone recommended uh, a psychiatrist. Is it a therapist, sorry, a therapist um, from the Buzzcut Foundation? Who is and that someone? No, it wasn't you. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. No, let's, okay, go ahead. Um, she actually helps a lot. Um, I would give out her number, but right now I can't. But yeah, she's the one who helps at times. That's it. Um, what you're saying, okay, but in the moment, like at that time, you didn't really, all you did was pray to God and uh, did you guys have cancer in your school? Like, yes, no. Went to SS. Was it SS? We I don't know. Had. Oh, you didn't? Oh. No, you didn't. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> but anyways, um, thank you <laughs> for sharing that. Um, a question for Alvin. Again, briefly. I don't know. Like, I feel like, anyways, I don't take alcohol like that, so I really wouldn't understand how people take it as a way to like for me personally i just take it to you know just for fun but like i just want you to tell us like how like do you feel like your alcohol consumption helped you forget about your problems or it made you think about it think about them more oh yeah uh I, I, I don't know how to answer your question, but from my own understanding and my own experiences, uh, I like to refer to myself as an addict. And what I know about being an addict is that once you're an addict, you're an addict. So for me, it was more of an escape rather than uh, a coping mechanism. But then it got to a point where it became the other way around, you know, a coping mechanism rather than the escape and then it also got to a point where it was bought so I, I can't say alcohol is good or bad it's just that when you misuse something it gets to you same thing with prescribed drugs or you know illegal drugs or anything that you you, you use to like you know go about your day be it sugar you know anything um, if, if you take more if, if you take a lot like you're definitely going to get the consequences, right? So yeah, um, it, it just got too much, that's all. It, it got to a point where I couldn't handle it and I wasn't really doing anything with my life. All I ever did was to wake up and get high. So yeah, it, it was more of a lifestyle rather than a coping mechanism. And I, had to, I had to seek for help. Uh, I had to accept that. My, I was weak and I needed someone. I needed somebody to help me to listen to me. And that's all I needed. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, you know, accepting um, and letting go. Letting go of trying to do it on your own. And just trying it another way that, you know, might seem much better for you. Okay. Um, yeah. Thank you. Um, okay, so I don't really have any other questions for you guys. I feel like you guys um, explained 
and talked about your stories in detail. So if people have questions or they want to say something, you can always message me and talk about it on the next podcast. Um, but first of all, I want to say, <laughs> thank God your hands, Fatima, didn't make any noise for us in this <laughs> podcast. So I think it's at 4.30. So they're not yet out to make noise but yeah but again thank you guys for you know taking time out of your lives out of your schedule to speak on this podcast um i hope um what's the word i'm trying to say like i hope you guys you know get better in whatever aspect of your life you are struggling with your mental health and I know it's not something that happens overnight. It takes a very, you know, long time. But the most important thing is that you are prioritizing your mental health. So that's something to keep in mind. I don't know if you guys have any last something to say to people out there before we end this podcast for this session. I don't know if you guys have anything to say, especially during this lockdown, because people are sad. I know people in Uganda are sad. Yeah, I'm not sad, but if you guys have anything to say to people that are going to listen to this about being at home or any advice given one, just if you guys have any, can you, do you guys have anything? It looks like no one has anything to say. Um, I, I, just, I just wanted to say thank you once again. Gina for having us on your wonderful podcast and I told the people out there uh, I don't know where to start or what to say but uh, I think I said this in the beginning you're not alone um, if, if you need someone to talk to if you need if you need someone to hear you out you know just to listen to you um, hey I'm here we're all here I think we all are um, I can I can just sell out my number if you'd like to come to an AA meeting or an meeting and it's something you want to try out. Uh, my number is uh, is a Ugandan code plus two five six for people who just came to Uganda. Triple seven nine three eight four one five. Once again, it's plus two five six triple seven nine three eight four one five. So yeah, and just feel free. Trying to air out your thoughts, your emotions. Yeah, hit me up. Uh, talk to me. Uh, I'm always here if you need me. And thanks for listening. Okay, thank you. Fatuma, do you have anything to say? No, I, I have a question for you too. Um, for me? Yes. Oh, sorry. Okay, in Canada. I want. I wanted to know. During this lockdown, how are people still going to buzz? It's it's still. I know you also. I thought you were asking us. This is no, it's depressing. Me. This is on Snapchat, and you say no one is going to buzz. Like I swear they're there. There's who are those people? I swear, I swear. On my Snapchat, I see them. Yo. <laughs> Anyways, I don't have an. I don't know how to answer that question because I don't. 
Thank you for having us. Yeah, you girl, you are so. Anyways, um, again, thank you guys for coming. Um, guys, this podcast is again on suicide awareness because of the recent cases that happened and as an organization we decided to do this so that you guys can have more information uh, on how you can help your friends and speak to your friends and we shall be talking about this in more about this in our different episodes um, but yeah it's going to be out on every listening platform so please do share with your friends and family um, just yeah help us out and I will see you. Uh, what am I saying? See you. I will speak to you guys in the next podcast. Bye.